Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, we're live from the Boss Talk Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. My name is Chip DeBlanc, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals to talk about today's news and issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. Let me go ahead and introduce the crew. Guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show, we have Captain Brett Bartlett from the Tampa Bay area in Florida. Thanks, Brett. Also, uh, we have uh, Lieutenant Bob Kroll from Minneapolis, so thanks for being on the show. Also, a shout-out to our sponsors. We have Motion DSP, our newest sponsor, AU Fire, Accuracy Under Fire. More information about them, gallsgunner.com, mymedicare.live, and we're fueled by Bang Energy. Matter of fact, yes, I am drinking the original sweet iced tea from Bang, so uh, thanks, Bang, for the fuel. Also, a shout-out to Brian Burns with uh, the free press at tampafp.com. Also, Ray Dietrich with redvoicemedia.com. You know, we have uh, eight locations that we're streaming the live show to right now. Three of those belong to Red Voice Media. Those three Facebook pages alone have about one million followers. So, yeah, we're not missing YouTube uh, too much at all. So, thanks to Ray Dietrich and Red Voice Media for helping uh, to make that happen. Guys, a interesting lineup. We do have a main topic today. They have a tendency to be a little bit deeper. We've got a lot of stuff going on in Minneapolis after that. And then We've got, uh, well, the first story, it's about cops hitting the wrong house, but getting cleared in a shooting. Listen to this, policeone.com. So we've got a, uh, it's Oxford, Oxford, Mississippi. So Mississippi jury rules officers were justified in a fatal 2017 shooting. But listen how this thing goes down and let me know if, uh, if anyone's surprised. Mississippi jury rejected a civil lawsuit. So we're not talking criminal, we're talking civil. Um, and the civil lawsuit was seeking money damages from two police officers who fatally shot a man while serving a warrant at the wrong house. So a federal court jury in Oxford on Thursday ruled that South Haven police officer Zachary Durden and officer Samuel Mays, they did not violate the civil rights of Ishmael Lopez when officer Durden shot him to death in 2017. The verdict came after a four-day trial in a lawsuit by Claudia Linares, the widow of Lopez, and she was seeking $20 million in compensation. That's a little bit of change. Now, the um, according to attorney Murray Wells, he told WREG-TV, the verdict was that the jurors did not believe that the use of force used by Officer Durden and Mays was excessive in light of all the facts that they considered. Now, the case was notable in part because the city of South Haven had previously argued that Lopez, our bad guy, and I'm going to call him a bad guy because you'll find out why, but Lopez had no civil rights to violate because the Mexican man was living in the United States illegally, and he faced deportation orders and criminal charges for illegally possessing guns. So a bonafide bad guy, illegal, had guns, criminal charges, you know, a prohibited person, yada, yada. A judge rejected the argument in 2020, saying that he did not have rights because, you know, he wasn't a U.S. citizen. And the judge found that constitutional rights apply to all persons. So blanketly, the city of South Haven and now retired South Haven Police Chief Steve Pirtle they were dismissed from the case in June after senior U.S. Uh, District Judge Michael Mills found that they were not liable for the officer's actions under federal law. So the judge dismisses uh, the agency uh, and the uh, and the chief and everybody else. So the two cops are kind of left out. They're swinging, swinging by themselves. According to a report by the Mississippi Bureau of Investigation, Lopez and Linares, they're in bed. So this is the bad guy and his wife. They're in bed July the 24th, 2017. Officers knock on the door of their trailer. The officers were intending to serve a domestic violence warrant on a neighbor across the street, but they got the addresses confused. The story gets better. Officers tell the state investigators that they knock on the door without identifying themselves. Door opens, a dog runs out. So Lopez, um, has to, he points a rifle through the cracked door. Officer said that Officer May shoots the dog. And then in quick succession, the other officer, Durden, fires multiple shots at Lopez because he's 
our bad guy with, even though it's the wrong house, he's still pointing a rifle at the cops. A third officer at the scene told investigators that he heard Officer Durden order Lopez, our bad guy, that dropped the rifle several times before he shot him. There's no known video of this shooting. The 41-year-old man died from a bullet that struck him in the rear of a skull more than six feet from the door. Police said that he was running away. Rear of the skull, that would make sense. Lopez, I'm sorry, lawyers for Lopez, who died before he'd be taken to the hospital, they've disputed that he pointed the gun at officers. They noted that his fingerprints and DNA were not found on the rifle, which was recovered more than six feet away from his body. They suggested that Durden shot Lopez because the officer was reacting to Mays shooting the dog, his partner. After the shooting, the state grand jury declined to indict anyone in the case. And the mayor, Darren Musselwhite, in a statement, listen to this, class class mayor, and I'm serious. He offered condolences to the family of Lopez, but he praises the outcome. He says, this verdict proves that we, uh, what we believe to be correct since day one of our officers responded appropriately considering the circumstance of being threatened with deadly force. We've stood behind them during the last six years, six years for this very reason and for their sake are glad that this trial is over. Wow. So I know it was a lot to go through, guys, but wow, what a story. And cops could clear it. I know it's civil, um, and they didn't mention the word qualified immunity here at all. Commentary on this. I can't wait to hear what you guys think about this. I, I'm, uh, I'm encouraged and, uh, and, and a little shocked over this ruling. Bob, want to start us off? Well, first, I want to say... It's unbelievable. Um, and I, I completely agree with the findings. I think it's the correct finding that they should have been cleared. But from living where I live, that's what makes it unbelievable. Um, in Minneapolis, I th thank God this was in Mississippi, because if this were in Minnesota, you'd have some cops in prison. You'd have uh, million dollar awards handed out to the family. Uh, you name it. I just, I'm just so used to seeing this go the other way. And particularly with the comments that that mayor made where they stood behind the officers the entire time. Um, this is incredible. Something that never would happen here or in a lot of other places. And, you know, you guys know where they are. So I wonder if there's any kind of precedent that's going to be set. I mean, not that there's a habit of this happening because there's really not. Uh, but um, even even some of the stuff ruling that, you know, the illegal um, immigrant who is a prohibited person because of the criminal status. Um, and having guns, appointment of the cop, refusing to drop them, you know, drop the gun after being warned by the cop before he shot. Just all this stuff. Um, um, part of this surprises me, but uh, apparently the judge says it's, it's blanket coverage by the Constitution. Brett. Well, you know, I, I don't disagree with the judge saying that the Constitution covers everybody because when we use phrases like God given rights. We use that all the time, don't we? And does that just apply to people in, who are United States citizens. Does somebody in Russia, do they have God-given rights? Free speech, jury, you know, just things like that. So I, I think if he's, a, if he's an illegal alien, he broke the law and he needs to go to jail. But I don't think, I don't think that citizenship, non-citizenship means that you're God-given rights can be run over roughshod and, and, and people say you don't have any rights. I think you still do. I just don't know to what extent. I mean, all, all men have right. a right to life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. Didn't say where from. But again, I don't know where the, the God-given rights start and, and the statutory rights uh, end or, or begin, I should say. So it's going to, you know, it's an interesting uh, conversation and it's nowhere near over.
Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, Brett, because you're right. Um, people coming over, visiting from, I mean, whether they're legal or illegal, I mean, you're just throwing people in, you know, in jail for opening up their, their mouths for doing a protest and stuff. I, of course, you know, wrong. But where does that line, you know, do they, I mean, you know, if, if we have, you know, if we have national, you know, health care here, does everybody automatically cross over the board to get national access yeah. to free national health care? You know, things like that, you know. Yeah. Um, if, if, and, they don't, if they don't have rights, we could just... We could, we could just kill everybody and get away with it. I mean, if yeah. we, we take that argument to the extreme, but again, I, I don't know where it lies. I just know that, um, uh, you know, God-given rights means exactly that. It, it's, there's no borders involved there. All right. So, Brett, so do you think that this ruling will have any effect on any other situations around the country in the future where something no. you, you don't think no. so? It, it's a trial court. It's a trial court. I mean, there's really, there's not a pellet level. It's not a it's not a state or U.S. Supreme. It's just it's an appellate. I mean, it's a it's a court matter. You know, if it gets appealed, and that was my gets, next question. Yeah, if something if, if something gets turned over, and, and the appellate court makes a big deal out of the, well, even illegals have certain well, then we'll start seeing a little bit of a difference, maybe, you know, in that in that in that court circuit. But it, it would take years. If we started right now, it would take 10, 12 years to decide this matter. Well, it's, it's taken six already, which just kind of blows my mind, actually. I can't believe that these cops have been going through this for six years. Wow. So, But yeah, I fully expect this to be appealed because um, if I was the defense attorney, that's what I would do. I mean, I like the ruling, but but I, I expect that. So, yeah, I don't know how far out we are on this you know, for the future. But, yeah, we'll keep looking at it. Um, so if we've exhausted this, let's jump to uh, Minneapolis. Now, look, we've got... Um, some stories about Brett says, no, he doesn't want to jump to Minneapolis. So I've got a, a few stories. So just let me uh, go through these. And, and you know, uh, L- Lieutenant Bob Kroll is going to talk about these. But at lawofficer.com, this is actually written by, uh, by a girl named Liz Collin. So it's called Unlivable. Shocking videos show the impact of homeless camp on Minneapolis residents. Um, some Minneapolis say that city leaders have allowed a nearby homeless encampment to destroy their neighborhood. And they have pictures and videos to prove it. And wow, do they? David Mor- uh, Morquette uh, opened up his um, opened up about their months long battle with the Minneapolis City Home. Latest episode of Liz Collin reports. It's been going on for about eighteen months now. Uh, Bob, what can you tell us about about that? Well, fortunately, Liz has lots of informants within in the city of Minneapolis. Uh, she's my wife, so that's the author of uh, or the uh, the host of, of her show. And this guy's not tough to pick out because sadly, this is everywhere. This is a long-term Minneapolis resident that has just given up and saying, I'm, I'm leaving the city because we can't do this any longer. They, they used to have nice neighborhoods now. They've allowed the homeless encampments to run wild. Uh, they're stealing their mail. They're, you know, they're using their yard as a restroom. Um, it just on and on. And he's not, a, you know, not a... Um, rare person because they've infested neighborhoods and there's no answer. There's no solutions for it. Um, I was j- just the other day, you know, you, you, if you ever drive through Minneapolis, you go into the bridges or living up there, they're shooting up everyone right underneath there. Uh, and I think that a lot of it comes from there's just lack of policing. The department is from 900 down to 500 now and Golly. there's no enforcement and there's no plan for, the homelessness and the taxpayers. This is a classic case of a, a 30 year resident that's been a hardworking taxpayer his whole life that's just voting with his feet and fleeing because there's no Democrats have had exclusive control for 50 years in that city. 
All right. Well, look, uh, thanks, Bob. Uh, Jimmy started the music, so we got a commercial break coming up. But, guys, uh, we got some really, really good stuff coming up. So stick with us. Commercial break. We'll be right back. All right. You know, Motion DSP has been supporting the law enforcement industry for over 15 years for the robust speed of video and audio redaction and enhancement software. And a Motion DSP software is easy to use, requires no specialized training or expertise, and you can save valuable time with Spotlight's one-click automating tracking feature and forensic suite of enhancement filters to achieve results quickly in just three steps, import, process, and export. Now, um, Spotlight was built specifically for redaction, designed to work with video from any camera source, and using motion DSP's algorithms and object tracking technology, and it automates the process of blurring faces and other identifiable information. It saves users countless hours compared to manual frame-by-frame redaction and forensic enhancement software that allows users to quickly process and analyze any video file format using pathed super-resolution algorithms and enhancement filters to reveal an unseen level of detail. And you can actually get forensically valid evidence from low-quality video in just minutes instead of hours. So I encourage everybody to simply go to motiondsp.com. So that brings us to our latest sponsor, guys. So, hey, stay tuned for this. So it is aufire.com. So, you know, AUFire stands for Accuracy Under Fire, and it's at aufire.com. Now agencies can prepare their LEOs for mental challenges associated with being wounded on duty, forcing them to adapt, problem-solve, refocus, and overcome to effectively neutralize the threat. aufire.com has the only option to safely prepare LEOs for the instant, intense, random, and distracting immobilization of a body part associated with a debilitating wound. aufire.com. All right, guys, and welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Still live from the Boss Talk Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. You know, we uh, we got to our commercial break a little late, so the times are out of sequence, but we should be back on the money now in case anybody was confused about that. So sorry. Um, so, hey, um, are you ready to move on to the next Minneapolis story? I don't want to – I know, Bob, you got a lot of talk, and I know, I know some people are thinking you're doing like a tourism video for like Minneapolis, you know. So uh, let's see. Let's see if we can get more people to come down there. The next story, police won so many uh, – some Minnesota police departments pull SROs, school resource officers, due to the state's new restraint law. Uh, there were a couple articles on this. So in St. Louis, a students, as students head back to the classroom in Minnesota, uh, several police departments are pulling school resource officers due to the state's new law that limits physical restraints, according to NPR News. So the new law prohibits school resource officers from using prone restraint, you know, face down and comprehensive restraint on the head, neck and across most of the torso. And uh, when trying to control unruly students, according to the Minnesota Chiefs of Police Association, it talks about. Um, all these counties and sheriffs, as well as um, police departments, they're removing their department school resource officers and they're citing concerns about the change in the law. Um, the use of prone restraints has been banned on students with disabilities since 2015, but lawmakers recently expanded that law to cover all students. Wow. Uh, Lieutenant Bob. So what our legislature in Minnesota in their infinite wisdom has has done is they've created two levels authorized of force. The regular cops can use the regular use of force continuum and the SROs are restricted in that they cannot put holds or, or prone techniques on kids in school when they're fighting. And as we know, for any of the uh, SROs out there, uh, kids in high school can be pretty big and pretty strong and whatnot. Um, we're having all kinds of violence in the schools, uh, you know, that, that comes along with this. So this is a rare topic that's actually united all the police unions and the Chiefs and Sheriffs Association on this. And the guidance is until they correct this law and go back and have a special session, they don't want their officers being in, in uh, serving in schools because it puts them under more restrictive things than what the state law allows other regular officers. So in essence, they 
they want police officers there only to call the police in situations that may require force. So it's absolute nonsense. Um, one of the many things of nonsense that got through this last legislative session in Minnesota, we've had it. We've got a, a Democrat governor and a Democrat Senate and a Democrat House, and they have ramrod everything through without any thought process behind it at all. This is this is one example. The marijuana laws they did is another. Um, they didn't think anything through, and they rammed everything through. So uh, right now, there's 30-some agencies that have pulled their officers out of schools, and the number keeps growing daily. You've got sheriffs and chiefs coming out and being out, outspoken about it, aligned with the unions, which is a rarity. Wow. So I, thanks, Lieutenant. You know, now, Captain Brett, I, I know you've got, a lot of, you've got a lot of inside information on the mind of a school resource officer. I'd love to hear your take on this as you defend uh, your peeps. Yeah, I'm going to defend my peeps. Uh, uh, first off, I don't think a police department should be spending a dime on SROs, not a dime. If, if the school system wants an officer, they should be funding it. It should come out of their budget, not the police budget. And especially now in Minnesota, where these officers, they're not allowed to do their jobs. Fine. Pull the regular cops out. Let the school board hire their own police force with specialized training to deal with with the, these new these new changes in the law because you get a cop that's got 20 years on and he's having to fight a kid who's probably bigger than him he's going to go back to what he's known so i think good good for the chief you know what chip let it fail let it fail let it burn let these police or let these teachers who were just crazily leftist let them get thumped around by a kid that's twice their size go ahead sorry let them get thumped. Call the police. Yeah, we'll be there five, six minutes. We're on the way, maybe. Pull them out. Let it fail. And, and, and tell, these, tell these lawmakers, you did that. I, I cannot, as much as I want to argue with Brett, I cannot argue with him on that point. That's, uh, you know, it's like him saying. No, he, he's know, right on. And in Minneapolis, we have kind of a combination of what Brett's saying. There is the uh, juvenile unit has an SRO assigned to many of the major schools, but what supplements them is off-duty officers that are in uniform that are paid by the school to be there. But you, you nailed it, too. They don't want anything done. And, and we've got, uh, well, Alpha News has a, a video of just this past week of uh, uh, three or four kids assaulting another one. Teacher tries to get in the way, gets pushed right out, and that—that's what's occurring in these schools right now, and it's violent assaults. You know, you know, Bob. I'll bet if the teachers' union in, in Minnesota and the and the National Teachers Association of Unions raised, you know what, against this new law, it would change overnight. But until but, they until they suffer, until they start losing members, it's just not going to happen. You bet, Brett. You're right on me. Our governor is a former teacher, and he is bought and paid for by the teachers' union of Minnesota, for sure. Well, thanks, guys. The what your appetite for the next one. LawOfficer.com Minnesota Freedom Fund Board Chair arrested for fentanyl possession? Fentanyl possession. Wow. Tell me it's not so, Bob. But, hey, look, commercial break with Gauls. We'll be right back. All right, so by now, certainly you guys know about the new Gauls at Gauls.com slash Leo the country's leading uniform clothing equipment and gear provider for law enforcement. And they have a variety of offerings, everything from multi-tools and flashlights to duty boots and tactical gear. And as a famous person once told me, uh, his name was Captain Brett Bartlett, they pretty much have everything for uh, for law enforcement except for guns and ammo. So, Captain, what in the world is going on at Gulls this week? Well, I'll tell you, this is kind of neat. 
They've got a new Garmin smartwatch. It's GPS enabled as well as smartwatch enabled. So for those officers that work maybe out there by themselves, let's say our wildlife guys or our, our state officers, uh, the, 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 you can tell somebody where you're at all the time. There's no getting lost. If you're a hiker, if you're out in the woods a lot, you need to get this new Garmin watch. It's not cheap, but what is the price of saving your life? Gauls.com slash Leo. You know, cops love the latest gadget. So Gauls.com slash Leo. Let's talk about Medicare insurance options. There's over 80 options in just Hillsborough County alone. Now, the benefits can change annually. So how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs? The answer is simple. Contact MyMedicare.Live or call area code 813-245-6656, especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Talk to James or Bobby, meet with them in person. They'll save you money on your medication co-pays, find plans that your doctors accept, and get more of the benefits that you qualify for. So again, mymedicare.live. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show, still live from the Boss Talk Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. You know, we've got a ticker going down at the bottom of the screen. I've had going about um, you know, uh, they're lying and the lie exposed more information coming up after the story on that. I'll let Bob handle that. But, uh, at lawoffice.com, Minnesota freedom fund board chair arrested for fentanyl possession. Now look, we're covering some stories in, in the, in the, in, in Minnesota, um, uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul. Uh, you know, this is where all this George Floyd stuff went down and Mohammed Noor and Justine Damon, the Australian, you know, girl that complained in the alleyway. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of important stuff that goes down there that affects law enforcement all over the country. Um, so in Bloomington, Minnesota, the chair of the Minnesota Freedom, uh, Freedom Fund was arrested late last month for fentanyl possession. Now, I suspect, and I haven't even asked Bob, I suspect he's got a, some inside story or, or at least a view on this. The Bloomington Police Department confirmed with Alpha News, which is where Bob's wife works at, Liz Collin that uh, Valent uh, Valentino or Valentina McKenzie was arrested August the 31st. Police submitted a request for charges September the 1st to the Hennepin County Attorney's Office for felony fifth-degree possession of a controlled substance. I, what's a what's fifth-degree possession, Brett? I don't know. Uh, of uh, fentanyl and misdemeanor charges possessing an open package of marijuana in a motor vehicle. Um, so uh, that's what we have. Um, Bob, explain this to or, or Brett. You got your mic open first, Brett. I'm surprised. You want to steal the thunder? Go ahead, buddy. Uh yeah, just one thing. Down at the end of the article, it says she wants to abolish prison one step at a time. Well, ah. she's one she's one step backwards now, but go ahead. <laughs> Correct. Um, well, first of all, you know the Freedom Fund. That is uh, where all the, the feel good rich leftists have funded it to get all these innocent people, uh, you know, out of jail. It's been a complete disaster. Um, no accountability to that. So you can imagine. Um, where some of the funding is going into the pockets of, of uh, the board members and whatnot to buy their fentanyl and drugs. And no wonder she wants to abolish that committing crime. But yeah, my wife got a tip. Bloomington is just south of Minneapolis. Uh, so it's a, one of the largest uh, other cities beyond Minneapolis and St. Paul's in the South Metro. And uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes because, you know, it, it's going to be a good arrest. But remember, I've said it before in the show that the, the Hennepin County attorney is the former Hennepin County chief public defender that disdains police officers and loves criminals. So we will see it, it is, we're finding uh, uh, two tiers of justice here. It's, it's who you are, not what you did too often. So it'll be interesting to watch this as it goes through the court with Mary Moriarty being the County attorney in Hennepin County. Um, uh, I don't expect the, the, the long arm of the law and the, and the book to be thrown at, at her in court, but we shall see. 
So, see, guys, this is uh, this is up-to-date information critical that affects the whole country. Uh, I'm glad you're on the show and you've got that inside scoop, Bob. So, uh, so thanks. Now, uh, we got the ticker still scrolling. So, you know, tell our audience about uh, the book and the movie. Um, uh, you've got a plug, and if you got a copy, and I know you have one with an arms raise. That's right. I know you wouldn't disappoint me. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, Liz's book, They're Lying, The Media, The Left, and The Death of George Floyd. Uh, as you said, Chip, a lot of stuff is we're home base for, uh, fortunately, unfortunately for law enforcement for a lot of the wrong reasons. But um, the, the ticker's in the bottom, uh, theliexposed.com. This has been an Amazon bestseller for coming up on a year. It'll be a year in October. Um, we've got appearances all over. We've got one tonight. We've got one Thursday night. We've been uh, doing a lot of them. There's a high demand for the book. Uh, she'll do a presentation and sign books. Uh, many of the people bring their books to be signed. But the biggest, uh, this has been going for almost a year. The biggest uh, project she has now, and they're near, they're well into it, and it's going to be completed by November, but they're lyingthemovie.com. This is a crowdfunded uh, because they, like us, are on their last strike with, or we're thrown off, but they're on their last strike with YouTube. But they're going to put the movie out, and the movie uh, interrelates to the book, but it gets beyond. It does in-depth interviews. It's a documentary over the fallout of the riots in the summer of 2023 with those involved. Uh, she interviews officers in prison, Derek Chauvin, his mother, uh, many officers at the heart of the riots when the third precinct fell. So it's uh, never before uh, have these people given interviews up. And it's going to be out. It's crowdfunded. So please, uh, if you see fit, donate to donate to the cause. But it's going to be streamed for free, most likely on Rumble when it's out in November. She wants it released when uh, before the holidays, when families can view it together and have family fights over it. And yeah, I think it's <laughs> I controversial love, enough love. where it will happen. So so. Let me tell you, Liz is a gifted writer. I, I got this book right away. I like to download the Kindle version and, and keep it on my phone. And uh, it's easy for me to like read it during downtime, you know, when my wife is like at Victoria's Secrets and I'm sitting with the other five guys on the bench, you know, reading, you know, stuff on our phone and stuff. But uh, yeah, Brett, you're shaking your head like, yeah, we know your wife is going to that other place that it's a little bit more scantily clad. Yeah. It's like, what's a Hollywood, you know, Fredericks. Fredericks of Hollywood. Thank you. Thank you. See, Jimmy knows, you know, Fred's wife's going to Fredericks of Hollywood. My wife is at Victoria's Secrets. Okay. So I'm out, you know, my wife is paying more money for, for more clothing. Your wife is paying less money for less clothing. I'm a victim. <laughs> well, speaking of, speaking of Mary Lou, she's actually on the stream right now conversing with us. Uh, who would have, who would have figured that? No, but, but Hey, the, the lie exposed.com um, go there for the book. And I've got the ticker going as well. And look, if you, it'll change the way you feel about the whole George Floyd um, and Derek Chauvin incident. And they're lying, the movie.com. That's the other one for our radio and podcast listeners. That's where you need to go. So, guys, guys, please check that out. Did you want to add coppers? It's available on audio too, if you'd rather listen to it while you're riding around in your patrol car or some night or something like that. A lonely January dog watch. I like like the sound of that. Riding around. You're so funny, Bob. How about. Under a tree, avoiding any calls that could get him in trouble. And see him <laughs> wow! In jail. I, I, I'm the union rep. I got to see the positive. Rep. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All yeah, right. So, hey guys, that. let's get to some stories that have video components. So, look, it's hard to find a good news story today that that does not. But look for our audio listeners. Look, if you're listening to us on podcast or at your favorite radio station, 
No problem. We'll describe in great detail what's going on. Now, look, the show is live. Um, we're on Eastern time, so 12 to 1 o'clock, Boss Hawk Radio Network um, in Florida. But, you know, it, we're nationally syndicated in 36 radio stations. And, and look, if, you're, um, if you want to watch the videos that we talk about, this live show is reproduced at 9 o'clock the next morning at our channel at, on Rumble.com. Of course, our channel name is, is Leo Roundtable. So you can watch this video. Um, it's going to be embedded with the show, all the pictures of the good guys and the bad guys. So it makes for a unique way to watch it. So 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, this show will be there with all the videos embedded. So at Rumble.com, this is Butters, our favorite law enforcement video channel. Uh, Dallas releases a video of a murder suspect in custody following a shooting involving a, a Dallas police. I still don't see the other one, Diaz. Manos! Manos! I know, I know. Watch that arm. Hey. Hey, let's, let's, let's trap that hand. Gun, 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 gun. Gun, gun, gun. Gun, gun, gun. It's in his hands. It's in his hand. I got it trapped. Hey, get that knife out of his back. So the manhunt for a murder suspect who is Juan Vicente Zavala Lopez, who shot a Dallas cop on Thursday afternoon. He It ended with his arrest in Louisville. So the incident starts when officers respond to the shooting on September the 14th. Police said that they witnessed the suspect fatally shoot another guy that he reportedly knew before driving off. I think it was like a gas station parking lot. So Officer Derek Williams and Officer Christopher Mason, uh, they give chase and they eventually um, stop. The suspect fires again. Uh, he's driving by in a car in close proximity to the officer. Strikes the officer in the chest. But the officer, thank God, was wearing a bulletproof vest and um, he was uh, treated and released. So just after 7 o'clock p.m. on Thursday, CBS News, uh, Texas, they received word that the suspect was seen in Louisville. Sources said that he was arrested without incident, but that he had a gunshot wound to the leg from earlier in the day. Uh, Officer uh, Borchardt uh, with the SWAT team. Um, there was a whole portion of the video devoted to that, um, to where they're, uh, they're lighting the guy up with less lethal and stuff. So um, interesting. Uh, there's several points in the video. It's a long, long video. I gave, um, in fact, you'll see under the video, of our show tomorrow at nine o'clock in the morning. I've got, uh, I've got links to where timestamps to where you can go, uh, to where you can watch the action very quickly, but commentary on this guys, what'd y'all think? I, right. I, uh, I, this just proves my point that bad guys driving in the truck, going down the street, not handling the steering wheel, pointing the gun out the window with two hands, 
are better shots than the cops. Scary, but probably true. So, yeah, I know that as uh, I, I know at, at, when they watch the shooting go down and then later on, the co- I know the cop's partner would say, hey, man, did you get hit? Did you get hit? Because they, they thought on two different occasions that the partner had been hit. So thank God he, he survived. But it's uh, it is dynamic. And when the guy rolls by, you see him. On the on the on the uh, on the uh, the second incident, which the second shooting, you see the cars ahead of them because they were given chase. You see him do a U-turn and come back and drives by them. And sure enough, yeah, the cop that's outside the uh, dri- the driver's door, yeah, it takes one in the chest. Wow. Um, so if that's the commentary on that one, I've got wow. We've only got about fifty seconds before our last commercial break. So, uh, Rob, did you want to throw something in? Yeah, I just want to touch that the SWAT cops did a very nice job uh taking him into custody i thought you know this day of they're all wearing the body cameras this guy just shot one of your officers um a lot of restraint involved there uh, a lot of patience <laughs> this guy did, didn't want to come up he wanted to be killed you know he was saying kill me he had a gun in his possession and a knife in his possession and they managed to keep him alive and take it away it was difficult to say the least all right good commentary thanks guys hey our last commercial break but we will be right back You know, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. GunLearn.com, though, they've taken the confusion out of learning and they've made it easy. GunLearn.com is the first and it's the only company that offers a step-by-step program that takes you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, uh, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist like our Captain Brett Bartlett here. Now, they provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point in time to ensure accuracy. And their training is approved by major forensic organizations, law enforcement agencies, and firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that LEOs, that's law enforcement officers, need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. Now, you can start today with online training, or you can register to attend a live seminar. And you can actually get free training for yourself and the personnel at your agency by hosting a seminar at no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. Again, that's gunlearn.com. Check it out. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Still live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. You know, got a got a, 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 a funny story. It's at our favorite channel at rumble.com. Simply go to the This Is Butter, our, our favorite law enforcement video channel. Again, we'll describe in great detail what's going on for our audio listeners. Uh, body cam video shows a woman on her motorized scooter. It looks more like a wheelchair than me, but she's leading Sandusky police on a chase. <laughs> Because you stole something. I didn't steal shit. I didn't steal anything. So what did I steal? I just picked up that a purse right over there. So what did I steal? Twenty-two hundred. This is my bag. Well, it was right over here. You asked I me. I told that man. No, I know you're wondering. How, how fast of a chase could it be if she's in like a, this motorized scooter slash wheelchair? Well, you'd be surprised. 
Apparently, he's got enough torque, Brett, where he can drag a, a grown man by the heels of his, uh, of, his, of his shoes. You know, that's another reason why they should go to goals.com slash Leo, because he obviously didn't get, you know, proper gear. If he would have had the boots they offer at Gauls, he wouldn't have been, he would have, like, been able to plant the feet without sliding. But uh, the Fox 8i team obtained Sandusky police body cam video. It shows a woman fleeing from police on her motorized scooter. So the woman is 53-year-old Sherry uh, Aina, and uh, she's accused of stealing a woman's purse from the library on Monday afternoon. So officers try to stop her uh, while she's on the motorized scooter going down the sidewalk, and she refuses to stop. So the officer runs after her. They say they they leave out the part of the article where he's latched onto it, and she's dragging him by his heels right down the sidewalk. It's freaking hilarious, and he's in uniform. Uh, once stopped, the victim tells police uh, uh, her purse was on the woman's scooter. Uh, the woman, however, denied taking the purse. Uh, so Anna is then uh, facing a similar charge in Perkins Township. In that case, she is accused of stealing a woman's purse from a grocery store on Monday. So um, so that's the way it goes down. I don't know if you have any advice for officers that either st- stop people on motorized scooters or wheelchairs, Brett, but what do you have to say about this? Uh, here's the conversation later. Uh, Sarge, why didn't you grab her? And the officer goes, boss, how is this going to look on video across the entire country? tomorrow i think we're gonna let this one go or or shoot out the tires oh oh, yeah there's always that option right wow i mean uh yeah you know just these videos you know you just you know you have i get look i know brett you went i retired as a detective but i know you know brett you're captain bob you're a lieutenant and i just see you guys shaking your head having some dude working for you and not making uh, the judgment call to let this one go or handle it differently. So now you got or, a body cam that's gone viral. Option three, jump in with her and let her drag. Cause that's where apparently cops across the country, they jump in Oh yeah, and they get drunk the and, and, and then they have to bust a cap in her noggin to stop. And then she runs into a tree and it catches fire. And it's, you know, if you're going to do it, just, Golly. just do it. Uh, yeah. What about a pit? I mean, if you're going to do it, oh, shoot, pit. Yeah, yeah. Shoot out the tires, jump in with her, let her drag you down the street, run her in a tree, catch fire. And then we can save her from the on-fire scooter. Wow. All right. It's all, you know, this is all too good. All right. So, hey, you know, you know, we're getting thin on time and you, and you know where we got it. You know where we're going to have to go next, Brett, don't you? Yeah. You know, it's at leoaffairs.com. Yeah, my former site. Taste me. I like it. Kinky stripper attempts to seduce an officer while being arrested. Okay. six headquarters. It's a female. All right. Step up. A white female. Okay. Get your leg in the car. Listen, handsome man. Get your leg in the car. You feel some type of way because my leg ain't in the car? Get your foot in the car. Just stop. You want to taste me? No. Do it. Stay in the I blue like box. It. I like it kinky. Stay in the blue box, Grace. Don't. Stay in the blue box. So I'll be careful with what I say, producer Jimmy. Don't get excited. He's already looking no at me. He's got the, uh, the taking me off air button lit up. But uh, hey, a stripper tries to seduce a flirt with an Ohio officer and body cam video of the entire interaction has gone viral. So according to the New York Post, Grace uh, Spoonamore was behind the wheel of a Buick Enclave in April and it crashes into another vehicle in front of a Brunswick police officer. So Spoonamore, let's just take a wild stab here and call her the bad girl. We're not going to call her a bad guy. We'll call her bad girl. Okay. She attempts to drive away from the crash that she caused, but she's cornered by the responding officer who is a male officer. So after stopping for the officer Spoonamore, or bad girl, 
attempts to flirt and offer favors to the Ohio officer in exchange for being released. Jimmy, I got Jimmy nervous on that one. So in the video, Spoonamore was slurring her words and appeared to be intoxicated. So during the interview, an arrest of Spoonamore, uh, she calls the officer a handsome man. I mean, I've seen women do this to Brett when I worked with him. Um, and she also asked him to search her real quick. And she asked him to taser because she likes it kinky and offered to, um, I want to be careful how I say it, but she offered to do something, uh, a bodily function. A special favor, if you'd special like. special favor, yes, on him. Um, that's all I'll say. And uh, the officer checked her background, found out that she had several felony warrants. During the interview, the 20-year-old, 20 years old, wow, admitted to the officer that she had two drinks of uh, Patron before uh, the friend's house, uh, I guess uh, I guess at a friend's house. Uh, she later said that she had three drinks when talking to another officer, but she didn't have those drinks with that officer just to you know avoid any confusion there. Spoonamore's attitude went from flirty to combative, uh, eventually scared and attacking. She even accused the officers of trying to traffic her to Atlanta and Mexico. Wow. Um, after being booked, she was taken to a hospital for observation, charged with DUI, speeding, obstruction, assaulting an officer, and she was ultimately charged with uh, I don't know if we have a drum roll, but anyhow. Yeah. Anyhow, we don't know drum roll, but guys, yeah, ultimately charged with a host of things, including a, a $10,000 bond. Uh, so they finally at least uh, put her a bond or else she'd be back in that officer's cruiser. So, Brett, with all your experience working the strip clothes, because I was there, I got the witness in, I got to see how you were a victim of human trafficking on many occasions. And, uh, yeah, what can you say about this? I tell you, if, if that was me back in my patrol days, I would have made two phone calls immediately. First to my sergeant. And having come to the scene right now, my second call is to internal affairs to go. Just wanted to give you a little heads up about what might be coming. Um, Dude, if I was working with you, I would have made one phone call and that would have been to your wife. Well, that's true. That's true. Then I, then I, then I'd be <laughs> Mary Lou, I got your back, Mary Lou. She's on the stream yeah. right now. I got your back, Mary Lou. And then I'd be living with you still in your guest room in your mother-in-law suite. Yeah. <laughs> This has this has uh, IA written all over it. I would have I would have intervened. I would have said, Sarge, come right now, right now, and I would have called Internal Affairs. I it's, it's been done before, and I've called Internal Affairs immediately. Say this is what's going on. Minutes ago, just want to give you a heads up about what might come. Now I, I seem to remember Brett when we were working a lingerie shop out on south 50th and you know i remember names like yesterday so pinky was the girl's name and so when i had when we had to take a picture of pinky and she was handcuffed with her hands behind her back but apparently pretty agile because brett had the holder for the picture he's standing behind her apparently while i'm snapping the picture she latched on to some anatomy that brett had that was and is you know hidden by clothing but i had never anticipated that she had the capability of doing that while she was handcuffed. So Brett was singing soprano when I took a picture, and I think she had a nice grimace on her face. So. No, no, see, that's where you and her were both wrong. I had not brought it to work that day, so. <laughs> <It's a> very- <laughs> I, I bet she oh. latched on with her pinky. Oh, <laughs> there you, hey, that was good. That was good. Now, would it be appropriate to say that I think the officers used great restraint in that situation? Okay, yeah. Ah. Great restraint. <laughs> Dude, I was, you can't I was make it up. It, it brought so many memories back to some of the stuff that we've had to put up with. Uh, but, uh, but you know, uh, there's a cop out there right now, probably a young guy that would have gone, yeah. 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 That's a scary, that's a scary, that's a scary thing. 
All right. So look, we'll leave that. We got a we got a, a minute and a half. So look, let's give an update um, from Colorado. So on Police One, we have an ex-Colorado officer who is the one that placed a cuffed woman in a patrol car that ended up getting hit by the train. Um, you guys remember this story. This uh, this officer is sentenced to probation. So we're in Denver. Former Colorado police officer put the handcuffed woman in a parked police car, was hit by a freight train, causing the, uh, the woman to suffer serious injuries, has avoided jail sentence, and uh, must serve 30 months on supervised probation. So Jordan Stanky, uh, 29 years old, was sentenced Friday by the Weld County District Court Judge Timothy Kearns, who found her guilty of reckless endangerment and assault uh, for the September 16, 2022 crash near uh, Platteville. Kearns acquitted the former uh, Lupton police officer of criminal contempt uh, to commit manslaughter after her bench trial in July. Wow. Kearns said that he had planned to sentence Stanky to jail, but that he changed his mind after both the prosecutors and the defense attorneys, they sought a probationary sentence instead. And that was in the Denver Post. So um, um, the uh, Stanky wept during the hearing, but apologized to uh, Ureni Rios Gonzalez, who attended the hearing and who's really messed up from the train crash. But um, we got about 15 seconds, guys. Any commentary on that? Any surprises, shocks? That was a, uh, a horrific. There was a video of that train hitting that car with that person handcuffed inside. Oh, my gosh. You just can't make this stuff up. Um, uh, an example of what not to do in law enforcement. We don't always get it right. And, uh, hey, and when we don't, uh, there's the show to expose this. So, Brett, we're on, a, we're, on a, we're on overtime. But go ahead, Brett. I know you have something profound you want to say. Uh, we came up with uh, six hours of uh, in-service training on how not to park your car on the railroad tracks. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. We'll have some people that will mess that up. Um, so, look. Hopefully, I know that George is uh, is conversing with us on the stream and stuff, and signed up for uh, the the summit. Um, and that is Lieutenant Randy Sutton's summit that he's having in Las Vegas. Uh, the Wounded Blue, the Wounded Blood uh, Org, great organization. Get involved with. They have a summit that's coming up this month. So, hopefully, you guys are around the Las Vegas area and going to be attending the summit. I think that it's too late to get tickets now. So uh, hopefully you guys signed up for that. Also a shout out to our sponsors again, Motion DSP, AU Fire at aufire.com, gallsgunlearn.com on medicare.live, Bank Energy. Thanks for the fuel. Brian Burns, tampafp.com and breadvoicemedia.com. Thanks for the support. Hope everybody has a wonderful and the safe rest of your day. See you tomorrow at 12 noon.